All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back for week 14 of the NFL season with Hit the Books podcast. We're happy to bring you week 14, as well as some other things that we're looking to talk about this week. Let's send it over to Mackie. What's going on, Mackie? What's going on, guys? Excited to be back for another week, talking more football, talking a little NHL, and maybe some college football. Send it over to Huff. Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Coming off a shitty weekend for me personally, um, but on the bright side, we did get the rankings for the college football playoffs coming up uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, I believe. Um, we got Alabama, Cincinnati. Cincinnati finally gets in 13-0. and They're going to get their taste of the college football playoff. They're going to have a rude awakening playing Alabama. Um, they definitely got their work cut out for them in that semifinal game. And then the other semifinal game, we got Michigan, who I predicted to choke many times throughout the season and not make it to this point. Uh, they're going up against my Georgia Bulldogs. I'm going to be taking my Georgia Bulldogs in that game. I just, if Michigan's going to choke at any point, I could see it being right now and give us an Alabama Georgia national championship. But, um, I think it's a little easy, too easy to just say that, but, uh, Whenever we get the spreads and stuff like that, I know the spreads are out, but they're t- it's way too far down the road to be talking who we like in those games and stuff like that. But uh, right off the bat, I'm definitely predicting an Alabama-Georgia national championship in, in that situation. As a Georgia fan, I don't know if I'll be betting against Alabama in the national championship. I, w- I don't know if I would bet against Alabama on um, losing that game, but that spread could definitely be something that I could think about because I think a lot of, a lot of people are going to under- underestimate Cincinnati. And they're going to come out and actually put up a fight at least. Cincinnati's a 13.5 point spread. Yeah, there it is. I definitely think they can cover 13.5 points. See, I think it's going to be, I think 52-3. I'd be surprised if Cincinnati scores. Come on. They haven't, what have they proved all season? Dude, they play in the sh- shit division. They, they, okay, they, they want to go play someone Houston in the too. SEC. They want to go play someone in the SEC, like out, let alone, they're not even getting Auburn or. Ole Miss, they're getting Alabama, the top dog. Yeah, well, I also don't think Alabama is as good as they um, are every other year. I don't think Bryce Young's very good. In that, in that kind of system, you don't even need the quarterback could be so average. Fact, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. But the quarterback, you could plug anyone in a quarterback at that school, and they're gonna they're gonna get ten wins. That's why it's so rare for Alabama quarterbacks to excel in the NFL because they're they're not they're not tested in the, in the, in college. And they're just so overhyped because their teams are so good in college. And it's like, okay, when, when you get to the NFL, the teams that are picking Alabama quarterbacks usually are in the top 15 with the Patriots in the rare instance last year. I think they were 14. I mean, that goes with what I said. But they're usually a team that's on a rebuild, and they're hoping this guy can come in and turn the franchise around. And, I mean, it's usually someone that's had a five-star recruit on his left for receiver, a five-star recruit as his second receiver. Hell, their second-string receiver is a five-star recruit. Like, you get to the NFL, yeah, everyone's in the NFL. They're all good ball players, but when you're all going up against – defensive players are, ball, are good ball players too, exactly. Exactly. The game's a hell of a lot faster, and I don't care what anyone says. Like, I'm sitting over here. I'm boosting the SEC, boosting the SEC. I mean, it's, it's definitely the best division in college football no, or conference in college football, no doubt. But I mean, it's a different game in the NFL, like you said. Like a lot of these quarterbacks, they don't—they're just not tested throughout their college career because their team is just so good around them. Their defense lets up fucking seven points against whoever. Like, you know what I mean? On average, average Saturday afternoon, Alabama's lighting up maybe seven points. Yeah. Like, what's his name? Bryce Young is that his name? The Alabama quarterback. Yeah, I just know his name because he's not that good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think that. 
I mean, he's going to get the Heisman. I obviously I wanted Pickett all year, but I just thought I thought he he balled out. The two shitty losses are what's going to hurt him. He made it close, dude. It's just even in games Pitt lost, he he scored forty one against Western Michigan and they lost, and then against I think Miami it was like twenty. It wasn't anything crazy, but forty one points yeah, but, in a loss. Yeah, but playing for Pitt, having two losses, and going against Alabama quarterback. Oh yeah, you're win. not. Yeah, you're not getting it. Love the college football talk, boys. Let's segue into the NFL. Week 14 on Thursday, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Minnesota Vikings. We have the Vikings favored at minus three, the money line at minus 172, and the over-under at 43.5. The total has gone under in four out of the last five games between these clubs. And Pittsburgh is 4-1 and one straight up in its last five against Minnesota. I love the Vikings at home here. The Vikings are a lot better team at home than they are on the road. And I don't know. Steelers, even after a win last week, they still don't impress me. Tight, or Titans. Vikings banged up team right now. Dalvin Cook's questionable for this game. I forget what kind of injury he has. I think it was his ankle or something. So that's definitely you don't want to see for a number one running back. Thielen's doubtful for this game. I think he has COVID. I could be wrong, but... Um, they're missing their top two. I mean, they're not top two. Two of their top three players. Jefferson's obviously in that top three. Um, but Steelers, they're still kind of banged up. Joe Hayden's still questionable coming in this game, but everyone else is basically a second string. And I just think those are two big question marks for the Vikings, and I think that's why this line is already shifting in that favor. I woke up this morning, it was three and a half, and now I'm seeing plus three. So um kind of wish I would have got Steelers at three and a half, but... I don't know. Steelers have been good as underdogs, especially on prime time. I'll I'll take the plus three. I'm also feeling the plus three there. I think it'd be a push if anything, just taking that field goal. But possible. I don't know. They might win outright. It'd be a. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be they win by three or they lose by three, in my opinion. Alrighty. Next we have the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favorited at minus eight and a half. The money line at minus four twenty, and the over under at forty seven and a half. Kansas City is five and zero straight up in its last five, and seven and one straight up in its last eight at home against Vegas. Vegas eight and three straight up in its last eleven on the road. Yeah, Vegas had that big win against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, kind of got their ass kicked. What was that, last week or two weeks ago when they played the Bengals? Was that this Sunday? No, the Chargers. No, they lost to Washington last week. Yeah, Washington, Washington, Washington. Um, I don't know. Washington, they're just winning games right now. They ran into a hot team. Uh, I don't know. Eight and a half is a big spread for this game. Chiefs are home. We've been kind of dogging the Chiefs all year. They're definitely back. So, I don't know. Eight and a half is tough. But divisional game, I really don't know here. Tough over under 47 and a half. That's right where this thing should be sitting at. So, I I don't know. I'd 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 like the Chiefs if this was a little lower of a spread, but I don't know. I can't it's tough to say with eight and a half. I mean Raiders are one and four in their last five. They're not really playing their best football right now. I just don't like betting on the Chiefs with the points because they never cover. They're just known for not covering. I had them. I had the fucking Broncos Sunday. They covered that. Yeah, so did I. Of course, one time I bet against them. I knew as soon as I could, as soon as it was halftime, I said this. There's no way this covers. I knew by halftime I lost. It looks so. Denver looked so bad, dude. The whole game. 
It was the, the, as soon as like like I said, halftime. I was like, okay, I'm not even watching this. Like, I don't even need to watch this. I know what the result's going to be. The Chiefs are going to win. They're going to cover. And I even got the line shift. I had him at ten. The line, live line right before kickoff was eight and a half. Um, I definitely like that. Still couldn't cover. Away. Yeah, going away from my favor, they still couldn't cover. I think they lost. What was it, twenty-two to nine? I don't know. They couldn't. They couldn't get in the fucking end zone. Yeah, the the announcers are riding Javante Williams' dick the whole fucking broadcast. How about you get in the end zone? Unreal. Yeah, they're like, oh, Javante Williams has been one of the hottest backs in the NFL. He hasn't done shit today. I think he had like (laughs) 30 rushing yards. What do you mean he's one of the hottest backs in the NFL? You ever heard of Jonathan Taylor? That guy's unreal. His anytime touchdown score? I I had him last week. I just keep throwing him in a parlay. It hits every week. It's ten straight weeks. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm not kidding. I've ridden. I've probably done the last six. It's unreal. I was doing them early on in the year too. Whenever he was plus money, that was free. Yeah, well, you hopped on it early. Yeah, I was on. I've I was on him. He was my fantasy running back last year, so I kind of like have like a little bit of an attachment to him. I like him, and he's a Wisconsin guy. Yeah, I didn't really like him until until this year. I got I got him on my fantasy team and. Uh... He's unreal. You see what he's doing for you. Now you love him. <laughs> yeah, he's putting up numbers. Yeah, he's definitely like I saw a couple weeks ago when remember when Cooper Cup was having like all those crazy games with the Rams when the Rams were on that streak and he well, was he like, still is having crazy games. No, I know. Every I know, single I'm game. Saying, like, I'm saying like um, when they were on, when the Rams were riding that hot streak and it wasn't just him. They were. Yeah. He was. The, he was the clear favorite for that AP Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year award. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one that McCaffrey was the favorite for just because we said it was McCaffrey at the beginning of the year, but obviously yeah. he's hurt. So now I looked at it recently and it's literally like a tight race between, yeah, the AP player of the year where Jonathan Taylor's now the favorite plus 175, Cooper Cup 200. Devontae Adams 2000 in third place. Wow. It's just between it's just those two of them. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, Cooper Cup was definitely in the clear. He was the clear front runner for that. I think before Jonathan Taylor had that five touchdown game, and then he just absolutely jumped his way right in there. I think right now uh, Jonathan Taylor deserves it a little more. Yeah, I agree. All righty, in our third one o'clock game on the slate, we have the New Orleans Saints at the New York Jets. We got the Saints favored at minus five and a half, the money line at minus two thirty, and the over under at forty three and a half. The Saints are 4-1 against the spread in their last five on the road against the Jets. And 16-5 and straight up in their last 21 on the road. And the over has hit in four out of the last five games at home for the Jets. Saints have been bad, dude. I don't think, I don't think Simeon has a win. They're 0-5 in their last five. Has Kamara played in the last, like, four weeks? I mean, he, yeah, he played last week. Yeah, he did. You're right. They're not playing football at all. They're not not scoring the ball. Six points against the Bills, only 17 against the Cowboys. I don't know. Yeah, they they definitely look bad of late, and I think that's as like we said, we're not a big Taysom Hill. We're not big Taysom Hill fans. So uh, that being said, I don't know if I love Jets plus five here. I I don't want to be the Jets. I remember the Jets. They remind me why I should never bet on them. You were riding the Jets early in the year. Yeah, and I lost every single time. 
never <laughs> fail to amaze me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd probably lean towards Jets with the points, and I don't know. I don't. It's that over unders tough. Those, those low over unders make me think the game's just going to be like ten three, and Vegas knows that. But I don't know. I'd probably I'd probably take Jets with the points, and I don't see either of these offenses scoring. So give me the under. I'm thinking the same thing there, Huff. Right on the money. I don't know. I just in a game like this where both teams are so bad, I just feel more comfortable giving the points than taking them. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, with that being said, let's move forward to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Got the Titans favored at minus eight and a half, the money line at minus four fifty, and the over under at forty three and a half. The total has gone under in five out of Jacksonville's last five games, as well as under in five out of Jacksonville's last six games on the road. Tennessee five and zero straight up in its last five games on the at home against Jacksonville. I mean Tennessee coming off a bye, they've got to come out hot. They just have to like, come up with an awful game against the Patriots. Jacksonville's 0-5 on the road. Everything's looking at Tennessee covering this game. Nine and a half points. It is a divisional matchup, but you got to bring that into play. I was going to say, I like the Titans with the points here. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be an easy one. Uh, they Jacksonville's going to put up more than 10 points. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I think it could be close maybe till halftime if the Titans take a minute or two to get rolling coming off the bye week. You know, everyone's not, as you say, like it takes that week off. It takes a minute to get back on pace. But if say the Titans start this game slow and somehow the Jaguars get like a 7-3 lead, I wouldn't be too worried. It's, I'd Maybe at that point, probably lot bet whatever the Titans spread is if they go down at any point in this game because I think they cover that, let alone whatever a lot spread is if they're losing. Yeah, I agree there. I'm. Um- I'm probably going to take Titans with the points. I think they're going to show up and take care of the Jaguars this week. Watch Jaguars win outright. Plus 350. Jaguars are going to win outright because all three of us just fucking picked Titans. (laughs) Yeah, right. As for that over-under, 43 and a half. I'll take the over. Kind of one of, yeah, I want to say the over. I think it's going to be right over. I'm going to take the under. I think Jags score 10 to 13. Tennessee just rolls, maybe. 30 to 10. 30 to 7, final score. Yeah, I'm hoping, like, get a little, get up there a little more. But I'm not going to bet it, so I really don't care that much. Uh, next one, AFC North. Baltimore Ravens, fuck the Ravens, at the Cleveland Browns. Plus, the Browns <laughs> are coming into this game minus 2.5. Uh, minus 144 on the money line. Ravens underdogs after getting their fucking... The stupidest play call. Absolutely the stupidest play call. You tie that game, you go to overtime. I, as a Steeler fan, I'm watching the game. As a Steeler fan, I know as soon as that game goes overtime, the Ravens get the ball, they go right down the field and score. Not field goal. They win it, They score, I, They would have scored a touchdown. I mean, it's easier said now, but I truly thought the Steelers were going to lose that game. And whenever I, I was right before they go, line up to go for two, I go, I'm sitting here with my dad. I go, watch, they're going to go for two. He goes, how'd you know that? I'm like, are you serious? They're fucking going for two? I knew they were, yeah. I, knew the- I look at the computer screen, or I look at the fucking TV, they're going for two. I'm like, well, you're the best kicker. Your offense hasn't been clicking all night. And then after, I didn't know this until after the game, Marlon Humphrey's out for the year. So that, the, Harbaugh said his whole decision on why they went for two there was because Marlon Humphrey was out of the game. 
I thought I I thought they're gonna go for two the entire time. It's it's Lamar Jackson. You go for everything every single time. Is that was a game winning play? He's obviously go for it ten out of ten times. Which obviously fucked with their spread. He definitely would have went down the field and scored a touchdown. He went one, one by six, but went through. Yeah, there's no way. They're your spread. This way. Yeah, oh, you had him too. Did I have him? Yeah. Screwed my spread. I got some trends for this one. Ravens nine and three against the spread in their last twelve divisional games. Browns two and ten against the spread in their last twelve divisional games. Mm, tough one last week. I got Browns minus two and a half. I think, or what is it? Yes, two and a half. Two and a half. I think they win by at least ten or more. Coming their last game they played was against the Rins and they lost sixteen ten. They're gonna come, they're at home now. They're gonna come out and they're gonna win this game. Ravens are so injured now. Like I said, they're out. They don't have their best player for the year, in my opinion. Marlon Humphrey is their best player. I don't care what anyone says about Lamar Jackson. That dude's a beast on the defensive side of the ball. I'd take him over a lot of people in the NFL right now. Um, that being said, the Ravens aren't going to be able to stop much. And me, me being able to say that, I don't. Ugh, I just don't have too much confidence in saying they're not going to be able to stop Baker Mayfield. But um, I don't know. I ca- I kind of like the over in this game. I don't know who I like with the points here. Probably, probably like Mackie said, I like Cleveland. Just kind of get things back on track. Kind of divisional game, win this game by a field goal. But I don't know. I'd, I, I'd probably stay closer to this, get closer to Sunday on what I like here. Can't disagree there. All right, let's move forward. Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers favorite at minus two and a half. Money line minus 136. And the over under at 43 and a half. The total has gone under in five out of Atlanta's last six games. Under in seven out of Carolina's last eight games at home against Atlanta. And under in five out of Carolina's last six games against Atlanta. So lots of unders here. Don't bet this game. I'm not betting this game. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, I don't even know who I like. It's a coin flip. I'm literally going to flip a quarter and just take their money line. I like Falcons with points just because they're getting points. I think I think they win this game, honestly. I I'll take, I think I'll take Panthers won. money line for sake of conversation. <laughs> I'm not yeah, I like uh, I, I I like Matt Ryan right now. I think he's gonna win better football. I think against a crippling Panthers team, I think he can get this win. Yeah, Falcons, I mean, they're just fucking I can't bet on them. And we burned bridges with the Panthers early on in the year, so fuck both of these teams. Definitely not the game to bet on this week, like you said, Huff. Not the game. Alrighty, next. I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. Cowboys coming in at minus four, money line minus one ninety-four, and the over under at forty seven and a half. Dallas five and one against the spread in their last six on the road. The total's gone over in nine out of Washington's last eleven games against Dallas. I think I like Dallas with points here. What do you guys think? I cannot stress how important this game is for the division. If they win this game, they're three games up in the division with four games left. They're in, they're in good position. If they lose this game, they're one game up. So this is not at risk here for that division. So does that mean you're just going with Cowboys money line? It means that, yeah, of course I'm going to ride with my boys. 
I think yeah, uh, they. I, I don't. I, I don't like the four. Washington's hot. I I think they snapped their streak right here. I think they shut them down. I think. I could definitely see that. I just I don't like. I can't bet against a hot team. It's just that defense has been playing really well. Mm-hmm. Despite all the injuries, too, they're just balling right now. Heineke looks Dallas. good. The whole offense. Dallas is the number one offense in the league. I don't know. Maybe a little early boost. I think Dallas definitely wins this game. I, I hope they roll through them. I think they could cover that spread. It'll be a good one. I could see Washington, Washington going for two on the goal line and missing it like the fucking Steelers did. Or the Ravens did. <laughs> Washington, they would never trust Taylor Heineke to go for two in their lose situation. <laughs> Fuck it at that okay, point. Just be like, just fucking do whatever you want. I'd be like, do whatever you want. We're watching it. We don't, have a team name. don't even have a name. Just run it. Like Bill Belichick last night. Fucking 38 times, whatever it was, 40 sometimes. Run it. Dude, he literally ran the ball. He threw the ball three times the entire game. And they won. And they won. It's not good for someone to bet the over like. Me, but I had Patriots at the points, get the money back. I went a little heavier on Patriots at the points. Um, last See, here's night, the I really, problem. I really is that, play. Here's the problem is that we make picks on Wednesday and all the shit cut on Sunday, and we have no idea that's going to happen on a Wednesday. So we get fucked with some of our plays, like over where you know 50 mile per hour wins. Yeah. Live, live over under going into the game 31 and a half, 10 points yeah, under. Um, Unreal. So you get screwed. You get screwed. Like situations like, 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 like sometimes the line shifts in your favor, like that Broncos one did. But uh, nine times out of ten, you get fucked. Yeah, nine definitely never shifts in your favor. Already in the last one o'clock game on the slate, Seattle Seahawks at the Houston Texans. Seahawks favorited at minus seven and a half. The money line at minus three fifty-five, and the over/under at forty-one and a half. The total has gone under in five out of Seattle's last six games on the road. Under in Seattle in five out of last. Under in five out of Seattle's last six games, and Houston is two and five against the spread in their last seven. He's in money line. Play old pick of the day. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I do. I don't know if I like Seahawks with the points here. I was leaning more towards Texans with the points. I don't think the Texans. I love Texans plus seven and a half. I actually, this is a very close game. I don't think Texans win this game. They don't need to end the game to score a touchdown and win. A two and ten team, but I think they cover seven and a half points. Yeah, last week I'm not gonna lie, Jesse, you had 49ers minus three and a half. I hit Seattle money line. I had to. My boys looked like they were doing good. I got them live. I think halfway through the first quarter, like I got them like plus one forty. I was like, yeah, I have wow. to fucking do this. Yeah, ended up hitting for me, so it was a good yeah. hit. But good, good call on the live. You gotta, you gotta watch, you know, and play the game how it is. I, I stare at FanDuel during the first quarter of every game just because if I like any of the live lines, I always like wait on a play, and I'm like, because I know one of these, as soon as the game starts, the team that's not going to win is going to go down the field, kick a field goal, and the team that I'm going to take minus six and a half is going to be down three nothing, and I'm going to be able to get them at three. Right. Or, you know what I mean? I mean, you got it's ballsy waiting, but 
Sometimes it works out for you, sometimes it doesn't. Absolutely. I mean, if, it, if it doesn't, I just don't make a pick. It's that simple. Can't complain there. Alrighty, and moving forward to our 4 o'clock games, we got the Detroit Lions at the Denver Broncos. We got the Broncos favorited at minus 8, the money line at minus 375, and the over-under at 42. The total's gone under in five of Detroit's last five games on the road. Detroit is 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six, and the total's gone under in five out of Denver's last five games. What do we think here? Lines with the points, for sure. Um, I don't like that over-under. I like the under. I love the lines with the points. I just can't believe after winning outright last week and being a seven-point underdog against the Vikings at home, they're eight on the road at, Bron- like at the Broncos. It's kind of like the same thing. I just feel like they should have been eight or more against the Vikings, but I don't know. The Broncos are a lot worse of a team. So, um, it's just going into know. the Mile High City, playing in that altitude. That does come yeah. into play, but the Lions are they're- playing really well right now. They haven't, they've covered a ton of spreads in a row. They're playing good football. I think they definitely cover this spread as well. I can see them losing this game by like four, or I'm not even kidding. I could see them win this game. Yeah, I can see this. I can see them winning this game too. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out sprinkling it. Sprinkling it. Money line yeah. at plus three hundred for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, I'm. That's worth like a sprinkle. If you're up big fucking money, that's worth a sprinkle. I agree on that. Already next, we have the New York Giants at the Los Angeles Chargers. Got the Chargers favorited at minus 10.5, the money line at minus 5.50, and the over-under at 44.5. The total has gone over in five out of the Giants' last six games against the Chargers. And the Chargers are 5-1 and one against the spread in, and straight up in their last six games against the Giants. Is Daniel Jones still hurt? Yeah, what do you do? You like the do you like your G man if the bald eagle Mike Glennon is starting a quarterback? I definitely do not. I think they're awful with Mike Glennon. I think Mike Glennon's a terrible quarterback. Chargers definitely <laughs> cover this game if Mike Glennon is playing. They didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't score a touchdown last game. They're they're so bad. I had the fucking. They played the Dolphins, right? Yeah, the Dolphins. You had the Dolphins. I yeah. took that pick. I love that pick. Yeah, that was so easy. That was. I think with Daniel Jones, they still covered that game. Yeah, I took Dol. I I parlayed Dolphins with the points with the under. That was such a fucking easy hit. Zero zero in the first quarter. I think it was three nothing at halftime. I was like, Are you kidding me? Dude, Mike Glennon is questionable as well. Who, who who's going to be the quarterback? Me Chargers with the points. Mike Glennon has a concussion. <laughs> Michael will Mackey will be starting a quarterback for the New York Giants this Sunday. Yeah, it's probably their best option. <laughs> Unless you're yeah, starting definitely. a quarterback for the Giants, give me the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers with the points. <laughs> I don't love that over-under either. I can see the Giants not scoring a point. I mean, I have no idea who Chargers, the quarterback would even be. Chargers defense balled last week against Cincinnati. Yeah, they did. 
That was like my favorite pick of the day. I took Cincinnati money line with what was the, co- the spread I took that covered so easily? A Cincinnati money line. Yeah, I took I took Cincinnati money line parlayed with something else that hit really easily, and the Bengals no just Chargers one. No, I know. I'm saying it was a two legger. The spread that I took hit Bengals money oh, line. Okay, did. I got you. I'm saying if Bengals could have just won that game, I didn't even take the three points. They just look so bad. The Chargers defense looked legit. Herbert looked good. Um, I've been they, saying. I mean, year, they got. I've been saying all year. I think the Bengals are frauds. I don't think they're as good as a team as everyone is says they are. They're two years down the road from being a legit playoff team. Um, I don't know. This, I don't know. It's just tough here. Chargers, like you said, they're, they've been looking good. Glenn, or the situation with quarterback with the Giants right now. Uh, give me the Chargers. I'll probably tease this game lower. Alrighty, next we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Close one here with the Bengals favored at just minus one. Money line at minus 112, 104 for the 49ers in the over-under at 48.5. San Francisco is 11-3 and three straight up in its last 14 games against Cincinnati. San Francisco is also 6-2 and two straight up in their last eight games on the road against Cincinnati. I really, I don't know. I don't. What do you What do you think I'm going to say? Because I have no idea. What I'm I say. I thought you were going to say 49ers just because they have a better I mean, road the, the, record, and the, you just said the trends are the, the trends are pointing towards the 49ers here. I just think Bengals are. They didn't look good last week. Neither did the 49ers. No, I mean, but I don't know. This is just this is a tough game. I, this is another one. I probably won't be betting this, but I don't know. For the I, sake, I for the sake of the division, the I think the Bengals need to win this game. I think the Bengals do win this game. I think they play better at home. I don't know. I think they can win this game. I was going to say, they were home last week too, but... Were they? Yeah. Were they home against the Steelers? Yeah. See, so that doesn't, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, they crushed the Steelers at home, then they beat the Chargers, or the loss of the Chargers at home, and now they got Niners at home. Bengals minus one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Stay maybe closer to this week. I'll see if I like something on this game. Good call there, Huff. Alrighty, next we have the Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favorited at minus three. The money line at minus one seventy four, and the over under at fifty two and a half. Bills overs have hit in six straight when they're the underdog. Buffalo's eight and three straight up in their last eleven games on the road, and Tampa is five and zero oh straight up in its last five at home. This Bills team just does not look good. They can't really. I mean, last week was a fluke, I guess you could say, but they can't really score the ball. They haven't been really playing their best football. The defense has looked off. I don't know. I think I don't think they can win. If the Patriots had a legit running back, like a star running back, that game is thirty-four to ten. Dude, they knew what they were going to do every single time, and they couldn't stop the run. It was that's like, what I mean. If, if that's anyone other than Ramondre Stevenson in the second half, that game is gets way out of hand. Fucking unreal. They couldn't figure it out. They're running Bolden and Ramondre Stevenson after Damian Harris had a 60-yard run and limped off the field. Yeah, I don't, really, I don't, I don't know what they're Bills doing. Had no, Bills had no answer for either of those guys. 
I just they couldn't figure it out. They had so many chances to win that game. Dude, every formation they lined up in, they had a fullback, two tight ends. I'm like, okay, there's not a wide receiver on the field. I wonder what's going to happen here. Boom, eight-yard run. Every single time. Every single time. I'm like, I had the Patriots. So I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Keep doing it. It's going to work. Keep doing it. I wish you were on the right side of it. I really I really liked Patriots' money line. I just was ballsy. I was, wasn't ballsy enough to take it. I took them with the points, but can't be mad about that. Yeah. Well, it was only I 120. Bucks, there wasn't much value in it. I think Bucks cover this game. I, I think Bucks win this game too. I thought I, I wanted you to start because I wanted you to say Bills for your divisional bet, but fuck my divisional kinda, bet. It's over. It's, it's done with. Especially with this game coming up, there's no way. Who do yeah. the Patriots even have this week? I think it could be. Oh, they would buy. They would buy. This is huge. They have to win this week. But also, Patriots can't lose this week. So they can't get a win, but they also can't get a loss. So if Patriots loses game, or Buffalo loses this game, they're down. They're down two games with four games go. left. Not so they have good. to win this week. They have with one week. against the Patriots. Yeah, that's the big thing is they still play each other. So if they win this game and they're only down one, they still have a game against them. Well, this is no. their last hard game. They have Panthers, Patriots, and then obviously if they got to beat the Patriots, then they have Falcons, they go yes. to, Yeah, they got to go to New England. Yeah, well, no. Could be another snowy game. Patriots have Colts next week. They got to lose that game. Then they got Bills, and they got Jaguars, Dolphins. So they're both going to win their last two games. So it's it comes down to these two weeks, these next three weeks. Yeah. I, dude, I, I don't know. I could see the Patriots beating the Colts, unless Jonathan Taylor yeah. is a huge day. I don't see anybody beating the Patriots right now. Yeah. They're too good right now. Mac Jones is playing too well. He's fitting that system so well. It's honestly he, amazing. He just stepped into a very well-built offensive line. Everything kind of went for him. It's, it's like the dream rebuild scenario. Everything's yeah, but I ready. think he's the perfect guy. He's the perfect guy for that scenario. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, think – I think Justin Fields, Trey Lance, none of them would be able to do what he's doing with that team. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I agree. I don't think – Trey Lance, fuck, 49ers fucked up big time getting him fifth overall. They're not even playing him. Yeah, that's what I mean. What, what's the point of picking him? Well, he's also injured right now, but that's – like, That's it, like a lot, of, a lot of Steeler fans like right now, they're all saying like, oh, they should cut Devin Bush, they should cut Devin Bush. You wasted the 10th overall pick on him. You might as well fucking keep him. Yeah, why would you why would you cut him at this point? That's that's how you make a pick a bust. You cut him. You know what I mean? Like if someone's yeah, just on the bench, on the bench, underperforming as a second stringer. Okay, yeah, that's different than oh yeah, the Steelers weren't patient enough. They cut him. Fucking Baltimore picked him up, and now he has ten sacks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like some bullshit like that. That's what would happen. I'm like, dude, you can't cut this guy. No matter how bad he is, no matter whatever he's doing, he's been terrible all year. Past couple weeks, he's gotten a little better. He hasn't been good this year. No, that's the Pittsburgh media is on his ass right now. His dad to the point where his dad stepped in and was saying like, "Oh, you guys don't know football. You don't know what Tomlin and and Colbert are telling him to do on the field." It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Your son's playing in the NFL. You shouldn't have to step in for him. Um, I don't. Know. Yeah, he has his own voice, dude. Yeah, like it's just like OBJ's dad stepping in. Like, dude, these guys are – You want maybe if he's like in high school and like you're trying to get him to college. He's 27 years like, old. Yeah, these are grown men. They have kids, dude. Shut up. But uh, I don't know. Like you said, 
Buccaneers with the points. All righty, moving into our Sunday primetime game, the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Packers favored it at minus 12 and a half, the money line at minus 700, and the over-under at 44. The Packers have won 10 straight Week 14 games, which I thought was very interesting. And the total has gone under in four out of Chicago's last five games on the road. And Green Bay is 5-0 and against the spread and straight up in their last five games at home, playing excessively well there at home. That was an interesting stat, Jesse. Thanks, Mackie. Ten and zero in their last week fourteen games. Yeah. Well, I think that's gonna keep it keep going this week or this I year. Agree. Twelve and a half points is a big spread, though. I think they cover it at this point with that Sunday night underdog trend. I think it's going the complete other way. It is. It's it completely turned around. Mm-hmm. Favorites on Sunday night. With uh, you know, you're gonna be in Green Bay Sunday night. Cold weather. In December, it's going to be negative degrees out. Andy Dalton might not know what the fuck's going that, on. That is Aaron Rodgers where he needs to be. That is where he strives. I love I love Packers with the points here. I really do, I think. I'm going to do a little more research on it, but first look, I like Packers right here with the points. I just think the Bears are going to have a really tough time putting, or putting points up on the board. Mm-hmm. Especially in Lambeau, Sunday night football. But Jesse, we were there. That's not an easy place to play. Not an easy place to play. Great venue, but tough spot. Tough spot for the road team, that's for sure. Those, those loyal Green Bay Packer fans, they know how to get that place going, especially in a primetime game, divisional matchup. Especially after Aaron Rodgers, the last time they played the Bears, I fucking own you guys. Come on, Packers with the points. Yeah, they can win this game like 35-3. to I like those predictions, gentlemen. Let's move forward to our Monday primetime game, the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals coming in coming in as our favorite at minus two and a half, the money line at minus one thirty-four, and the money over under at fifty-one and a half. The over is nine and two in the Rams last eleven games as the underdog. Arizona ten and two straight up in their last twelve, eight and two against the spread in their last ten. That's all I got. I I think this is where the Cardinals make their mark in the NFC and prove that they're the best team in, in the NFC. I think they definitely win this game, run away with that division, and just prove that they're the best team in this league right now. Rams ha- coming off a good week against, obviously, a bad Jacksonville team, but they still won by 30. I think they're a little overrated still, so – not really going to put up much of a fight going into Arizona. I think Rams cover the spread, win by 10 to 15 points. Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Um, two, like you said, two good teams, two tough teams to play against. Uh, NFC West, tough division, uh, sometimes known as one of the tougher divisions in football. So uh, that being said, early on in the year, Cardinals beat the Rams. Outright is an underdog, uh, 37 to 20 in LA. I think I can see the same thing happen here, but the other way around, I like the Rams to win this thing outright as an underdog. All good stuff here. I'm excited to see all these games this week. Anything else to say? Stay tuned. Uh, definitely 
for the card and got uh, to the social media stuff as we get closer to the weekend. As we said, uh, I might not be locking in as many picks early on in the week this week. I had a tough weekend last weekend. So um going to see what I like here, see what I can do. But definitely stay tuned later on in the week to the Instagram, see what ends up on the team card and the individuals. Alrighty, now it's time for the part of the podcast that everyone comes for, the team card, or excuse me, the individual cards. Hoff, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm going with Bucks minus three against Bills and Packers minus 12 and a half against the Bears. Alrighty, for myself, I'm going to go with Steelers plus three, Titans minus eight and a half, Dallas minus four, and under 42 in Lions and Broncos. I'm going to go with the Browns minus two and a half for a two-unit play. And then I got the Bucks minus three, the Lions plus eight, and the Chiefs minus nine. Liking all the picks this week, boys. Anything else that you got going on? Nothing much. Stay tuned to the Instagram, see what actually ends up on my team card as these lines shift and stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be locked in on these, but as we see, we'll get later on in the week. We'll see what happens. Already looking for a strong week this week. I'm really excited. Week 14 here. That's all I got for us. I'm killing NHL and NBA. I don't know what the fuck's going on with NFL lately. I was up, I was up all fucking year until week 10. Now it's fucking going the other way. It's pissing me off. Yeah, Vegas is figuring out the lines. That's why you just got to start. You just bet the beginning of every season and then just stop betting it. Just move on to the next beginning of whatever season is starting. Because Vegas always picks up on the line. Like, right after yeah, halfway Mac, through the Mac, season. Do you remember... Mac, you remember me and you on opening day? We went, we each won like a shit ton of money, except for I had Yankees. They got fucking blown out. But remember, we yeah, were winning baseball. so much money on baseball the first week, and then we were like, "All right, when are we stopping? Because this isn't gonna last forever." Yeah, and then you tried betting on baseball towards the end of the season. I bet you got killed. Oh, dude, you were—you could take the Pirates as a plus one thirty underdog, and they get killed, or you take them. You know what I mean? Like, even bad teams are like plus one thirty. Yeah, you couldn't take anything. It was ridiculous. And run line in baseball is the stupidest thing in the world. If they win by one, they win by fucking ten most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball's tough. But we're it is tough. It seems easy. seems easy, but it's tough. Yeah, it really is. Can't agree more. That's why it's called gambling. See you next week for week 15 of the NFL season. Get at it this weekend, see what we can do here. Got a couple picks we like. Stay tuned to the card, as I said. Closer on it, or getting closer to this weekend. Um, definitely stay tuned tomorrow night. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to be getting a play in on this Steeler-Vikings game. So be sure you're following. Hit the books.pod on Instagram and Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, see you next week. Let's make some money. Hopefully, you can get back on the good side. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.